Before we start this episode, we'd like to observe a moment of silence for a fallen comrade. To the Australian dollar and foreign exchange rate, may you rest in peace. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 185, for the week of Wednesday, the 9th of September, 2015. I'm Ben, and with me tonight are... Scott. And Adam. This episode is brought to you by Mike's Comics and Stuff and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our Toys of the Week are the Kotobukiya DC Bishoju Zatanna statue, the Bandai SH Figure Arts Dragon Ball Z Android 16, and our discussion topic is the Hasbro Marvel Legends Guardians of the Galaxy box set. Welcome back, gentlemen. A pleasure to have your company again. Thank you, Ben. Hello. <laughs> hey, how about that exchange rate? Awesome, huh? Uh, uh, <laughs> I um, yeah, I've, I've got a couple of sideshow things that like flex pays that are nearly finished, and some of them have been going for a while, and I'm really glad that um, at least I got to pay some of them off when the dollar was half decent. Yes, yeah. We we could probably track the highs and lows of the um, Australian dollar, US dollar exchange rate through the uh, history of our episodes because I certainly remember us talking. Uh, there was one episode, you know, where we were gloating that it was at a dollar six. Mm. Yeah, uh, exchange yeah. rate. So. The the thing is, I mean, the it's a very uh, mixed bag. Uh, the exchange rate in Australia because obviously it's uh, when it's b- bad against the US dollar. Um, it's no good for us as collectors, um, mm. but it, it actually isn't bad for some parts of our economy, you know, because no, that's right. you know this means more investment, more you know mm. things happening. So it is a it's a double edged sword, that's for sure. Indeed. All right, on to other things, uh, Mr. Adam. What have you been up to this week? Uh, a lot of work. Went to see Port play their final AFL game for the year and destroy the Fremantle Dockers, who you just decided that our, Ameri- our entire American audience. <laughs> yes. Well, they need to learn about the wonderful game that is AFL, uh-huh. um, and then they'll understand. <laughs> yeah. Once but, fr- yeah. from the American perspective, once you've seen AFL, everything else just looks like. Um, Volleyball, really? You know, it's it's so athletic. Uh, so um, other than that, not a lot. We had um, rabbits with either gas or hairballs. We suspect hairballs earlier this week, um, so that had us a bit worried on Monday. But um, we've medicated and nursed them through it, and they're fine. Oh boy! Yeah, it's a bit of a mixed bag. Yeah. And uh, are you almost mobile again now? Uh, I can walk. I've done. Two lots of three and a half k this week, in terms of walking it. Um, but yeah, still got to do a bit of work on um, just building up strength and flexibility. Mm. So yes, very slow, very boring. Hmm. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Scotty, is uh, is your week? Uh, <laughs> you've been mobile. <laughs> I've been yeah mobile across the country. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So one of those. I was I wasn't away all week actually. I had some time at home, so I've got all next week in Melbourne, which is cool. Um, mm. And some holidays coming up soon. So yep, all good. Um, right. Youngest daughter. Uh, Competed in some equestrian stuff today, so had a bit of time out in the paddocks um, watching her, and yeah, just chugging along. What about hmm. what about you, Ben? How are you? Oh, very well. We're still in the the throes of the uh, the birthday gauntlet mm. uh, at our house. We have seven birthdays in eight weeks, Whoa. so I think um, I was just reporting on. Miss Six turning Miss Seven, and then this week the twin Miss Fours turned five and got that out of the way, and then a good friend of mine had a significant birthday, so we were out for dinner for that, and then it was my father-in-law today, and uh, then we've got Father's Day tomorrow, and then my mother-in-law the week after. Wow. So uh, so there's only so much cake one can eat. Yeah, that sounds like January for my... um... (laughs) My in-laws, like between our family and the extended family, we have like, in January and February. There's like twelve um, birthdays. It's really insane. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah, but it's been good, especially the little ones. They uh, had a great time, and you know, it's fun seeing them open presents and then sort of sit down and play with them for hours and sort of uh, appreciate them, etc. So, yeah, it's been quite nice. Yeah, good. All right. Well. We have some pretty epic stuff to talk about, so maybe we should come back with some articulated news. The signal goes out. The ferocious feline is on the prowl. But Bruce Wayne's custom coupe is loaded with surprises. Batman returns. What was that? It's Batman. But Batman's unstoppable. No, I'm not. Batman strikes back. Returns. Bruce Wayne figure included with custom coupe. Other figures sold separately. Before we get to our main features, we start each episode with a bit of news. And articulated news is where we discuss the latest events and announcements in the toy and collectibles world. And we are not a comprehensive toy news service. These are just the stories that relate to the things we're interested in and happen to have caught our eye this week. And Scotty's going to kick things off first, but he's going to talk about our Reddit. Thank you, Ben. Um, If you would like to contribute to the news, then you can go to afbpodcast.reddit.com and add links to the stories that interest you or vote up and down uh, the stories that are already there so that we can get an idea of the main things to cover. Um, The first item that I'm covering tonight is a preview of a a Batman premium format figure from Sideshow. Um, It's such a relief that they finally got around to him. I was really worried there yeah um so this is uh batman the dark knight it's hard to keep track of you know, i mean i know all this stuff but when there's so many happening you're like okay is this a video game a movie or whatever mm-hmm. but it's like oh dark knight yeah um so but you know the thing is while there's a lot happening each incarnation has its own fans that will say this is the one i'm hanging out for so good for them yeah. and um yeah. obviously if you're a, a fan of the Nolan films, you know, arguably Dark Knight was the 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 peak of those, I think. And, um, you know, mm. d- definitely uh, um, uh, 
collector-worthy piece, so I'll be interested to see the, the rest of that. Um, it's, uh, um, that I, I don't know how a sculptor would even tackle this one. I mean, there's so much going on in that armour, but also to, to get it so aesthetically accurate you know, from, from the left and the right, just with all that webbing and stuff like yeah. that, that just looks crazy. Mm. That's a, that's a lot there. I mean, I'll be interested to see if there's any um, mixed media. I I suspect the cape mm. might be simply just from a costing yeah. point of view, um, because as you said, that uh, armor would take a lot of work on on the sculpting side. Be pretty expensive to do. Hmm. So mm-hmm. look forward to that. Um, then. In some Cotabaquia news, this is a piece that was announced um, at San Diego, uh, but is now now we're seeing the final production piece, and this is the um, Red Robin artifacts statue for the Cotabaquia DC line. Um, and yeah, like I really enjoy these, and particularly the Batman family um, has been done quite well in this, and so I'm glad to see. It continuing. It'll be interesting to see what happens um, now that you know the new fifty two is the mm. old, old new fifty two. Mm. Um, <laughs> but um, hopefully they can kind of do some complementary things to keep um, that line going. Um, yeah, he's so, uh, he's very red, isn't he? It, yes, it's quite yes. a. Um, it's there's a lot of metallic uh, paint here, and. I mean, I'll be interested to see if this is what the final version looks like, but if it was me, I probably would have done the uh, yellow of the belts that he, you know, wears kind of around as a, mm. as a vest in a mat um, just to yeah. offset it. Cause it is very shiny. It's very shiny. So mm. yeah, mm. but anyway, good looking piece. So I'll definitely be picking him up to add him to my little gang. Um, and oh, good! I get to do some Star Wars news. Um, <laughs> um, so, Figure Arts is um, having quite a bash at the Star Wars license, and I'm hearing lots of good things from people that are uh, enjoying them. And next up is a Barker Scout and Speeder Bike. So, it is the set of the two. I don't think they're being solicited individually. Um, not cheap, two hundred US. Um, yeah so and for them but obviously the articulation um will be pretty awesome um so jeez yeah but that's not cheap yeah i I don't know i mean uh, i guess you know maybe that's a future discussion topic where we talk about articulation you know articulation versus price or something like that but at that price i just i wouldn't even consider it no i mean the the um Star Wars black six inch articulated enough for me. Mm. Oh, that's exactly right. You know, and, uh, it's, a it's probably more of a, what sort of, you know, license you prefer. Um, Mm. and figure arts obviously has got a a name to it and, and they produce great stuff, but I don't see, I don't see the value for money in that compared to a Star Wars black version, just because I don't need more articulation than that. Yeah. Sure. So, but hey, you know, with the, with the Australian dollars going, we might be paying that for a Star Wars <laughs> pretty soon. Considering the um, the uh, Force Friday figures, you know, some of them, the Star Wars Black, you can get them really easily if you're prepared to pay like 50 bucks for them at Zing. Yeah. Uh, yep. Crazy. Yeah. Town. 
Crazy town. Um, and then in some non-Star Wars news for a moment, um, Walgreens is just going crazy with exclusives, um, which is all bad for us, of course, because we have no Walgreens, but, <laughs> you know, bad for John because it means he has to do shopping for us. Um, yeah, not, nerd. Yeah, not that I need these, mm. but now, now that they've got ex- um, exclusive mini-mates, um, I'm pretty sure that these are the first Walgreens exclusive mini-mates, um, but it's really mm-hmm. interesting, I think, to see more properties doing exclusive uh, items with that retailer, which obviously means, I mean, ultimately that is a good thing, I think, because it's yeah. more, more people yeah. actually in the game, you know, as it were, and that's ultimately good for collectors. And uh, this is uh, the Marvel animated series um, mini mate set, which has got, um, from a couple of different properties. So from the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon, there is a Spider-Man, a Coulson um, with shield armor. Uh, from Avengers Assemble, oh, sorry, also from Ultimate Spider-Man, there's an alternate reality Spider-Man, Miles Morales, uh, Harry Osborn, Venom. Um, and then from Avengers Assemble, there is a Hulkbuster, Iron Man, a Hawkeye, and sort of Ultron? Yeah, Ultron, mm-hmm. and um, Crossbones. Um, I do like how they carry that bigger buck for Venom. I think that's, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very nicely done, and it's quite appropriate. Mm. And yeah, this is interesting. I, I think, you know, before when you mentioned the fact that Walgreens is now carrying other exclusives, I, mean, I know everybody, uh, every show is somebody's first, so... I might just remind folks that Walgreens have more stores in the US than Walmart, Target, and um, I think it's Walmart, Target, and Toys R Us combined. Well, because they're a drugstore. But, Mm. you know, Walgreens, when Mm. I was growing up, it was just a drugstore, like a chemist, you know, kind of um, thing. But with a, sorry, but, you know, in the old American-style thing, a lot of them had, like, uh, what do you call it? You know, like a soda stand, you know, kind of thing, and you know, a mm. soda bar, you know, something in it as well. And um, but then is where where you go to get your prescriptions, sort of thing. So, but I, you know, I, obviously they've expanded. But if you think about, I mean, like Funko has Walgreens exclusives, Hasbro, yep. um, oh, you know, like, oh. yeah, Diamond. That's right. Mm. So it's kind of interesting. So there you go. And the nice thing about these mini mates too, is just because of the mini mate style, even though these are from the animated series, most of these could easily pass for comic, uh, the crossbones, you know, yep, et cetera. Yep. Like they're not, yep. um, you know, help us just a bit funky, but there you go. And then in my last piece of news, back to star Wars. And obviously there's lots of star Wars news at the moment. Um, the, uh, star Wars episode, uh, I can't count seven. <laughs> Look, I am an ex-English teacher in numbers, and I have a very tenuous relationship. Okay, so Roman numerals and all that shit—that's like whatever. Um, so this is, um, you know, from Hasbro. This we knew that this was coming. The six-inch Tie Fighter. Um, now we know that it is going to cost uh, around 170 US. Um, yeah, so not cheap and not for me. Um, but it will come with a TIE fighter pilot. Um, and, uh, well, sorry. Yeah. With the, 
and uh, yeah, it, you know, it's interesting. We didn't really talk about the Force Friday stuff in the intro because none of us are you know, necessarily in that world. But I know Eddie um, was out, and uh, you know, people have gone crazy. But I, I, I don't want to buy toys from a movie I haven't seen yet. What are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> Surely you want to speculate. Surely you want to buy the thing that you think looks just absolutely cool and is the worst character ever. Yeah, I mean, look, I think they – I saw them today and I think they look great. They're great figures, um, you know, really, really nicely done. But I just, like, you know, I don't – it doesn't mean anything to me at the moment because I haven't seen the movie. I might hate it. Mm-hmm. I remember buying action figures for Independence Day. <laughs> and it was being hyped and hyped and hyped and hyped and then I went and saw the movie and two days later I gave all my figures away. <laughs> I wanted absolutely nothing to do with them. So look I'm really interested in this. I think this is pretty um I think this is pretty special because um you know we've talked in the past about vehicles for six inch scale and how um, you know, with DC Universe Classics, how they didn't manage to sneak out of Batmobile um, and stuff like that. So, you know, we've always said that we would um, talk with our wallets, and I think this is what Hasbro's done. They're throwing it out there, and now if we want to get more vehicles, um, you know, we're going to have to show that we'll we'll support this sort of stuff. So, yeah. look, I think I'll pick one up out of curiosity, um, especially if that leads, you know, down the track to snow speeders and land speeders and, and that kind of stuff. Um, I want to show Hasbro that, you know, I'm, I'm keen. You're keen. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. I mean, I think that the, um, obviously the retail stuff is going to be very clogged with new movie stuff for a while. Um, yeah. I don't expect to be seeing, you know, original trilogy, um, stuff in any volume, um, for a while. And, but as you said, it's a bit of a catch 22, isn't it? Because if this doesn't mm. sell well, then the chances of getting, um, you know, original trilogy stuff go down the drain. So, yeah. Yes. And of course, on the flip side, you know, all this stuff comes out now and you go, eh, no, look, no, I don't want to go and buy this stuff until I see the movie. And then you're going to go and see the movie and go, oh, JJ Abrams, I love you. I'm going to go and get all the toys now. And then you go in and there's nothing left and it's all on eBay for three times the price. Yeah, I, I'm totally prepared to take that risk. <laughs> oh, because I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm really trying not to buy action figures besides Marvel Legends, <laughs> you know, at the, at the moment. Um, so, mm. and I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not doing Star Wars Black anymore. So it's, you know, not huge tempting, although I really do like the little BB-8 or, you know, thing, whatever it yeah, is. Yeah. Um, but the only way that I could have picked him up today was to buy him with a figure that I don't want for $48. So that was an mm. easy um, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, back to the news, but I'm done, so I'm handing over to Adam. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, you're welcome, you're welcome. Amazingly, you're welcome. There's, there's this strange, yeah, strange um, plethora of Star Wars produce coming out, and um, why not talk about what they're doing with Lego? <laughs> so um, there are a number of kits. There's a new Millennium Falcon. Um, see, if this movie had come out 15 years ago, we could be talking about it as the Millennial Millennial Fal- Millennium Falcon. And that would have been so much better. <laughs> but instead, uh, we can't. Grown. Yes. Um, so this comes with Ray, Finn, Han Solo, Chewie, Sal Leech, um, a Kanji Club gang member plus B88. Um, I have no idea who most of those characters are. Thank you very much. Um, 
Ray's speeder. Um, so that one comes with. I'm going to take a look here. Ray and Unkar's thug with a crowbar. Um, there you go. <laughs> then, so that one, out of those two, like the Millennium Falcon, that it's not to scale. So, you know, do with that what you will. The race feels <laughs> actually to scale, so I, I'd get that mm-hmm. if I was people. Um, there's a first order snow speeder, which seems to come with uh, two snow troopers and a first order snow trooper officer. Um, yeah, so that looks kind of cool, but it doesn't, uh, I don't know, it doesn't seem really iconic. Like it just looks like a vehicle y thing. It's a bit of a design fail. I mean, you know, who has who mm. a convertible on an ice planet? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's completely exposed. You know, wouldn't you want to have, like, a roof so you can keep the heater on? Yeah. Nah. Hmm. Okay. They're probably just going, it's just, it's just um, you know, snow troopers. They can, they can deal with it. They've either got it built into their suit or, or just stuff them. She's got a mask, yeah, though. Like, she, you know, she's got yeah. a, a face protector. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. No exposed skin, so yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we also have Kylo Ren's command shuttle. Uh, so this looks like it's a, a new design take on a command shuttle, as in it doesn't look like the wings fold all the way in. Um, they seem to extend up a bit, though. And this one comes with Kylo Ren, General Hux, first order officer, and two first order crew, and a first order stormtrooper. Oh my! Um, so that. Comes with quite a few bits and pieces. I haven't been reading the prices on all of these out. Um, and they look like they're the Millennium Falcon's 150. Uh, the speeder, the Ray speeder was 20 bucks. The first order snow speeder was 40 bucks. This one is 120 bucks. The command shuttle, the first order transporter comes with even more figures. Um, mm. from what I can tell, and that's for $90. So this one gets you. Uh, let me see here. Two resistance soldiers, two first order flame troopers, two first order storm troopers, and Captain Phasma. Um, and that's the last of that. Very nice. Hmm, I've seen all of these in hand. They are everywhere already. There you go. See, I don't want to know this much about the movie before I see it. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking exactly the same thing when, when Adam was um, running through the, the various characters that are in it. And I'm sort of going, okay, so at some point they obviously end up on kind of like a jungle planet and, you know, they've got the flamer dudes and, you know, there's obviously a nod yeah. to Hoth, you know, with the snow troopers. And it's like, hmm, maybe I should stop looking so closely at this yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. And at the same time, I, I, like I totally get the why would you buy this stuff now? Who are these people? Yeah, <laughs> like, really? I know Han, I know Chewie. Who are the rest of you? It's There must be more coming, too, because there's there's obviously no Leia, there's no 3PO, no R2. Mm. Yeah. I think it's a really, it's a vicious circle because what we do with these things that we look forward to is we consume so much about them that by the time we actually get there, we're not wowed. You know, like Avengers Age of Ultron. Um, mm, you know, that, mm. that, that, I think that was a fantastic film, not perfect, but, you know, I think that some people were underwhelmed simply because they'd watched every single trailer a billion times and, yep. you know, everything. So, and I, all the merchandise. It, and... Exactly. And same with this. Like, I'm trying to stay away from this. I haven't watched trailers, etc. Cause I just want to go and enjoy it and not be, yep. 
have too many things and this kind of yeah i don't know and and mm. and we're perpetuating it by talking about it <laughs> all right quick adam move on okay, talk about so more star wars I'll, merchandise i'll spoil <laughs> something else for you now scott uh, excellent friday the 13th <gasps> oh no six jason my, lives my other favorite franchise. action figure yeah so this is a NECA, a NECA figure um it will be out in december for 22 us um so it's 25 points of articulation seven inch deluxe figure um and lots of accessories so removable mask machete a knife um both of them fit into she's on his belt oh look ben he's holding a curtain rod yes yeah it's actually yeah, it's actually um a fence pole it looks like yes a with magical reanimating powers Oh, mm. I'm pretty sure. Spoilers? Pretty sure Ben used that on his Skype tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is actually one of the best films in the uh, the series. I think I, I quite enjoyed Part Six. So and so, this okay. is actually quite a fun version of Jason that I like. And um, you know, these ultimate sets that um, Necker are doing are, are pretty awesome. They're really kidding them out with extra goodies. Um, and I think this one, you even get the um, the new face sculpt. As well, so and six yep. was quite a, a simple by the book film, but um, they did it really, really well. So I quite liked it. So move yeah, on. I'll probably keep it. Move on. I'm on. scared. I'm scared. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, moving along, uh, who says we won't talk about Star Wars? Uh, <laughs> there is this this amazing movie we've been told about called Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens that's meant to be out in December. Um, and so Funko of of all people. I've never heard of them before. Have this um, this line of wacky wobblers coming out, in which you can get a series of characters for um, thirteen dollars each, and they have people called Finn and Ray and Kylo Ren, Captain Phasm, Chewbacca, that's uh, <laughs> not a snowtrooper, and and that's the, the sorry, um, I'm laughing. They also have another line that that none of us have ever heard of called Pop. Um, I think this is launching the line. Uh, they have. This, this Kylo Ren again, Ray, Finn, Poe Dameron, uh, Captain Phasm, BB-8, C-3PO, Chewbacca, First Order Stormtrooper, First Order Snowtrooper, and um, the one that we've all heard of called the First Order Flametrooper. Everyone's seen this character before, I'm sure. So just to clarify, uh, we're reading off the Big Bad um, website, that, and it is a typo because it's Phasma, not Phasm. Phasma, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Phasm. Captain Phasm. <laughs> Phasma. Phasma. And I think I'm almost done talking about Star Wars and that's craziness. Um, well, <laughs> we also have some things from Fiken. We have a one-six scale Lady Death figure, um, which is obviously using the Fiken female body, uh, seamless body bust. So this is with metal skeleton number five. Um so I don't think that means that she's a Terminator. I'm pretty sure that's just saying it's the fifth edition body. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. Wow. So it comes they do with, uh, with, with each subsequent release. Yes. Um, <laughs> so it comes with just the one head sculpt. It comes with six interchangeable hands, uh, a cape with skull ornaments, um, a bikini-type top uh, with skull ornaments. It comes with a bikini-like bottom with, wait for it, skull ornaments. Um Super high boots with straps, uh, and ar- uh, two arm guards, two bracelets, neck choker, lady death sword, a scythe, an hourglass, and a custom base stand with. I'm not sure if you could guess what this has got on it. Just guess. Uh, Skulls. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, it's a, a pretty looking thing, but like most of the fucking things where they have the um, the Barbie style hair, I, like that just throws me a little bit. Yeah, but um, these guys are leading the industry in terms of that that seamless body. Oh, that's pretty amazing. Mm. And they do um, quite a few figures where, you know, they're loosely based on existing properties. You know, they do a, you know, the occasional Lara Croft ripoff and stuff. So it's nice to see them actually doing some licensed um, items. And I think, you know, the Lady Death has worked really well here. Uh, this does look great. I mean, for, a, you know, a one-six scale action figure with no seams or anything like that, it looks pretty darn amazing. And 190 bucks seems pretty reasonable. Yeah. Yeah, yep. I'm, I'm impressed. I, I'm with you on the rooted hair. Um, you know that mm. that pushes it into Dolly territory for me, but it is very impressive um, looking. But yeah. I mean, the way she's drawn, she tends to have the big poofy hair anyway. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. with this particular character, it doesn't work too badly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, for the more realistic characters, probably not so much. But I think it's really nicely executed. Mm. Mm. Uh, moving along, we have more from Fiken. We have um, Xenoscape Entertainment's Robin Hood. So that's Robin with a Y, and she's a lady, not a man. Um, very, very important to make note of because otherwise you may wonder why she has a female seamless body with metal skeleton. Um, again, only the one head, which fine. Um, four pairs of, inter- not pants, of interchangeable hands. Uh, she comes with a hood, tank top, pants, boots, bow, backup bowstring, uh, six arrows, four darts, a quiver, two arm guards, a neck choker, <laughs> uh, accessory belt packs times four, two accessory leg packs, uh, an armband with side compartments, five different arrow tips, one basin stand, and uh, obviously a box. Hmm. And that will set you back actually, $170 and be out in October. Nicely done. Yeah, I quite like that. As far as the look of it? Yeah. This is kind of that mm. sort of, um, you know, loosely based on existing properties. 170 bucks. That's, yeah, not too bad for a 1.6 scale figure. Mm. Yep. Awesome. Do che- cheaper than a toner doll. Hmm. Yes. Right. Well, that's me done. On, yeah, very good. Moving on, my turn to talk. And um, from Episode 7, The Force Awakens, I'm talking about Godzilla. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Uh, oh. no. uh, now you spoiled the whole show. movie. I know, I know. There's the big reveal. <laughs> I told you I didn't want to know any more about it. Uh, I've ruined it. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, if you uh, have any interest in Godzilla whatsoever, you'll probably remember us talking about the Godzilla Marquette that came out um, some time ago. Um, bloody huge thing that cost uh, a whole heap of money. Um, and if that was too much money for you, you will be thrilled to find out that Godzilla is coming to you by way of Sideshow um, as a, well, I don't know what sort of scale it works out to be, um, but he's considerably smaller than the Marquette um, and therefore has a cost of $400. US um, Not bad. It's a pretty nifty-looking sculpt. He's about 14 inches tall. Smart so Newman. Ah, well, there you go. Yeah. He must have had fun sculpting that. Absolutely. Mm. Um, I mean, this looks great. So oh, I knew I liked it. There you go. <laughs> hmm. um, yep, so this is the most recent version of Godzilla, the US version that is um, looking pretty uh, beefy there. He, he definitely looks like he needs to go on a bit of a diet. Yeah. And very um, helpfully is... labelled as well on the base. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Jeez, what the hell? <laughs> I mean, what an odd good opportunity to have uh, a detailed base. Like, if Look, anyone needs a detailed base, it's this guy. I, I think that Sideshow's just taking the piss out of you now, Ben, because they, mm. they know how much it irritates you. So they're like, what can we do know. that would really just send a FU message to Ben Mulder? Oh, sorry, I won't mm. that, that we mm. will mm. Put, put it on a Godzilla statue. Yeah. 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 That's nice. Thanks, Sideshow. <laughs> Appreciate it. Because, you know, if I had this on my shelf and someone walked in, they'd go, hey, what's the lizard thing? <laughs> yeah. It was from that, like, little movie called Godzilla, dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anyway, this anyway. is, um, I think the one thing that obviously the sculpt is fantastic in terms of the spines and, and all the detail and texture of his skin and all that. And, um, you know, obviously Mark has done a fantastic job on that. But um, in terms of colour-wise, it's kind of a pretty unexciting piece. It's uh, not a lot going on in the, the, that depth department. No. But um, mm. I don't know. I think it looks fantastic. 400 bucks. It'd be interesting to see um, because he is a, a solid chap whether that's actually um, hollow or not. Yeah, true. Um, but mm. very nice. Very nice. All right, moving on. And hey, I'm going to talk about. <laughs> no, not Star Wars. I'm going to talk about Godzilla. Um, Funko. Funko. We were talking about properties. We're always talking about properties that Funko haven't done as a pop vinyl. And uh, Godzilla is getting the pop vinyl treatment, but the extra special treatment, he is going to be a six-inch supersized pop. Woo-hoo. And uh, I, I tell you, if anyone deserves to be a supersized pop, it's this dude. So, Absolutely. In fact, he probably you know should be a super, supersized pop. But um, I actually think he looks fantastic. I think this is a really, really... Um, fun version of the character and it's uh it's actually translated to the pop quite well so this is a, a definite for me i'll be picking this guy up very good he, he what sort fun. of price point um, do the supersized pops run in australia do you know yeah i'm trying to remember like I, I every now and then i see a couple like thanos and i think why is he a supersized pop i didn't think he was that big um but i don't know to be honest um, I that's just, actually that's just marvel trying to irritate you ben Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or Funko, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised Gonzi- Godzilla isn't holding a banner up that says Godzilla or something. <laughs> mm. It's pretty cute. All right. It is. And speaking of cute, they are also releasing the Iron Giant from the movie The Iron Giant. <laughs> and uh, it is the Iron Giant with a car. Um, so if you haven't seen the movie, hey, spoilers, um, this guy looks cool. This, his head almost looks exactly like the Iron Giant from the movie. Like, he doesn't actually look that much different um, <laughs> being translated into a pop. Uh, it's actually quite close. Looks fun with his translucent yellow eyes and holding the little nifty little car. But um, it's kind of interesting that Godzilla gets the supersized treatment, but then the Iron Giant gets the plain old regular-sized treatment by the look of it. <laughs> so... But another property that has translated well to pops. That's fun. I like that one. So very cool. Very good. All right. Well, I've put it off for as long as I can. I'm going to talk about some Star Wars. Yay. And, uh, man, Hot Toys have obviously been sitting on these for a while because, boy, did they come out with, um, you know, little to no warning. They were just suddenly there. Hot Toys, Hot Toys, Episode 7. Uh, first up is Kylo Ren, um, he with the wonky lightsaber. Um, hmm. and, uh, you know, he looks like Kylo Ren. He's got that sort of, um, 
He's got some pretty good cloth going on there in the in the black cape cloak thingy. And I'm actually trying to work out from the solicitation images when he's got his his sort of wacky lightsaber ignited. I'm trying to work out whether the images are kind of you know that how they play in Photoshop. Yeah. Afterwards, or whether they've sort of managed to get any kind of flamey effect going, it's kind of hard to tell. Yeah, I'm having a look just at the um, inclusions. It is a it is a light up. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's a LED light up lightsaber Uh, with weathering effects. So there you go. Maybe that's how they get the. Mm, Okay. Um, There's actually a lot of detail in this costume. If you look at the the cloak, you've got that nice little sort of. you know, cross-hatchy kind of pattern to it, which is very cool. And then, the, you know, the ribbed um, thing happening on the arms. Um, no surprises. It's a Hot Toys figure, so it comes with quite a few interchangeable hands. But I think beyond the uh, lightsaber, the hands and the base, that's pretty much it. Um, I don't know about you guys, and obviously I haven't seen the movie and I'm judging beforehand, but um, Kylo Ren for a big bad isn't really doing it for me. He doesn't have that kind of... Darth mm. Maul feel about him, like you know, at least Darth Maul had the whole evil-looking thing and the horns and whatnot. Um, this guy just kind of has a gas mask. Yeah, well, mm. you know, you wonder if maybe the um, thing that makes him a big bad is what's under the mask. You know, like we don't know who he is or mm. whatever. So, but this—I hate this. I just want to watch the movie and then I definitely okay. am not going to pre-order. <laughs> Hot toys. Yeah. Um, so irritating. (laughs) Well, you can pre-order this guy now for $225 and he'll be out. Wow. He'll be actually out pretty soon. He's December 2015 or February 16. So not far away at all. All right. I'm not going to talk about Kylo Kylo Ren anymore. I'm going to talk about episode seven and hot toys. (laughs) And the First Order Stormtrooper. And, man, I love this design, these yeah. First Order Stormtroopers. That new helmet is um, – that's damn sexy, that is. I really like it. I think that is a really – it's like somebody looked at the the original Stormtrooper helmet from the 70s and went, yep, this was the peak of design in the 70s, and they just managed to tweak it for, you know, that modern-day audience. I think it looks brilliant. So, having said that, I'm not buying one. No. <laughs> um, oh, look, it looks great and it looks fantastic, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what, the movie's going to have to blow me away before I um, I go looking for these guys. Um, looks like this dude comes with two different blasters. There's like a short blaster and a longer blaster. Again, both those guns look like a really um, nice nod to the originals, just sort of slightly modified and updated. You're getting multiple pairs of hands as expected with a... Um, Hot Toys figure, um, he's going to set you back 220 bucks and is out sometime between November and January. Very cool. And my last bit of news is Episode 7 and, um, hey, they are First Order Stormtroopers. Yay. Okay, so these are just the regular dudes. <laughs> these are just the plain old Stormtroopers as opposed to our previous chap. Um, this is actually available uh, a couple of ways. You can either buy them individually or you can buy them as a set. Um, and so you're actually going to get a um, – there's the the heavy trooper and the regular trooper with the, the heavy guy with a big, huge gun with that weird stand. And, you know, they basically sit on – kneel on the ground to fire this huge gun. 
Um, so these look pretty cool. You're looking at $390 for the pair, which is, I guess, is pretty reasonable. Again, you're looking at uh, December to sometime in February 2016 for a delivery date. Um, pretty nifty. You're getting multiple sets of hands once again, two stands, and uh, it looks like the heavy uh, Stormtrooper has some sort of a um, kind of bandolier vest on with uh, extra energy packs, I get, uh, guess, ammo packs mm. for his heavy blaster. So nice-looking figures. I do. They're very aesthetically pleasing, I have to say. Yeah. It's not financially not financially pleasing. No, well, I've got I've got my Hot Toys, you know, Stormtrooper here, and I'm happy with him. Mm. Yeah, I don't need. I'm I am getting another one. I can't remember which. Like, but yeah, I don't. Huh, no. Yeah. <gasps> Fair enough. I don't know if yeah. I like the change in um, underpants. <laughs> That's right. What? What? what like is the different? old ones had that kind yeah, of Reggie White front still, look, and these ones just look like it's someone proof. wearing a. I don't know, like mm. a, a thong or something. <laughs> yeah, it it is actually a much thinner cod piece. Mm. Mm. Maybe something's you know I don't know radiation shrunk everything, and so they don't need mm. as much protection. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. but it looks more prominent right. in the package. <laughs> well, before we get uh, too depth into packages, um, ah! possibly. We should wrap up the articulated news and um, we're going to come back with the next instalment of the AFP podcast game. Name that package. No, name that. Name that. That was good. Honestly, you guys, just filth. Howdy gang, John back again with another installment of everybody's favorite podcast game, Name That. And last time I left you, we heard a sound that would be a bit unusual, maybe, maybe not. A blasting bomb attack, armed with an explosive arsenal of stealth technology. Okay, as of recording, I haven't got any guesses on this one, but if you thought that this was a stealth Voltron, uh, you'd be correct. Uh, you know, Voltron, all the vehicles or lions come together, they make a big robot. I've kind of been on a big robot kick lately, but uh, that's just me. So, if you knew what that was, congratulations to you, because uh, I've never been a big Voltron fan. I, I enjoy it okay, but I just never sat down and watch a whole bunch of it. But, anyway, if you're a fan of something else, maybe we'll play a sound for that this week, and we'll put that right here. To Inferno Creature! With grasping claws! And firing jaws! But we can change, too, into any animal we touch. And, well, this might be a tough one. It might not be. We'll play that sound one more time. To Inferno Creature. With grasping claws. And firing jaws. But we can change, too, into any animal we touch. As always, if you think you know what that is, you've figured it out, you've deciphered the clues, come on over to... AFB Forum, that's AFBforum.com, and it's where all the hosts of the show hang out and a bunch of other really cool people. Um, and they make guesses, and when they get guesses right, they get forum points. And if you get a forum, forum points, you can win prizes such as, um, 
I think Scott's given his autograph again. Uh, maybe maybe it's a Scott and Ben autograph together. That's a pretty rare item on the same piece of paper. So uh, hopefully we can see that soon. And, you know, if all of that is just too hard for you, you know what to do by this point. You come on over to TVandFilmToys.com on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and we play a picture version. You still guess on the forum. You can still get points for those autographs. And, you know, it's just fun because uh, guessing's fun. And sometimes you get to show off your knowledge. And... Showing off your knowledge is fun, too, but not in a mean way. Don't be mean. All right. That's enough for me, people. This is Engineer Nerd saying peace out. Loaded with missiles, might, and the power to unite. Stealth Voltron. Five Cyber Lions built into one ultimate robot. Striking down forces of doom with a mighty energy sword. Behold the power of stealth technology. Voltron Stealth Lions constructed the invincible robot Stealth Voltron. Well, now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. Each episode, we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail, and these might be new releases, or we might talk about favourite or bizarre items from our collection. And we have two Toys of the Week this week, and Scott is kicking off the first. Thank you, Ben. I have been enjoying collecting the DC Comics Bishojo statue line from Kodobukiya, and I was very pleased today uh, to go into my local Zing um, and with a gift card to spend that was generously given to me and to find that the latest release, which is Zatanna, um, was in. So, uh, yay, I bought her. Well, I (laughs) used my my gift card for her. And uh, I had a very um, humorous interaction with the really lovely uh, guy that sold it to me who um, seemed very keen to correct my pronunciation of Bishojo because he kept saying, oh, you mean the Bishaojo? <laughs> and then he said later, he's like, I really like the Bishaojo oh, statues. And I was like, oh, bless. Uh, bless. Yeah, Bishaojo. Um, so there you go. <laughs> uh, but I still bought it. <laughs> um, so these are uh, PVC. Um, they are, oh, this is a 2015 release and acquisition. Um, Packaging-wise, um, I really like some of the uh, different things that Kotobukiya has done with their packaging, um, which I'm sure you know some of the innovation that has gone into it has been about how to reduce the cost of it, um, but it's actually quite attractive. So um, the uh, artifacts... Um, DC ones, for example, have, it's really all plastic. There's no cardboard. We are with nice art. The Bishojo, uh, boxes are a combination of the two. So you can see clearly the figure that you're getting, but also some nice art. But then they have this kind of reverse, you know, packaging, which is like an inverted clamshell that, um, just is stuck together with little, um, 
they're not pegs. Uh, oh, I can't think of the right word. Um, buttons. Um, mm. So there's no kind of, you know, no twist ties, no extra things needed, but it's all very secure. Um, this comes just in two pieces. There's the tenor attached to the stand, and then her wand is um, a separate piece that's inserted into the hand. Um, being a, a kid who started reading comics in the early 80s, uh, my Zatanna um, is the Perez funky costume Zatanna. Yeah. Um, you know, long may it live. Um, never been done with any, only been done once as an action figure and it was horrible. Um, <laughs> a, a poor old, you know, the late Michael Turner's art does not lend itself well to um, mm. toys. Um, and, uh, but, you know, I've gotten obviously used to the, um, more traditional looking Zatanna now that we've had four years. And this is her in her magic magician outfit with top hat, etc. Um, this is a, a line that is all designed by Shunya Yamashita. Um, both he, I honestly don't know if it is a male or a female, but um, they do the uh, Marvel line as well. It says arranged by, so I'm not sure if that's just a kind of weird yeah. translation, um, but I'm assuming that that is the artist on whom wh- whom the, the sculpt is based. And um, these are... Uh, one of the things I really like about the Bishojo line is that it is... Uh, a um, Bishojo translation of the character, but it's comic accurate, you know, in, in a sense. So mm. it's still a pretty faithful rendition of the character, you know, costume wise, it's just in that um, particular style. And uh, so it, it has a, obviously a kind of sexy cutesy element to it, but it still looks like the character. It's not, um, you know, a, a something like the play arts, um, stuff which is uh, quite an interpretation of the character in that style. Um, the sculpting on this is really quite amazing. It's there's a lot of detail um, in this in the sculpted hair, um, in the ruffles on her shirt, the little rose on her jacket, the cuffs, um, the the drapery in her sleeves. Um, there's a lot of work in this, and it really is beautifully done. Um, one of the things that is really fascinating about these pieces is that they are cast in a, a PVC plastic, and so there is a degree of flexibility um, in it. I think I'm not going to have a go at trying to break them, but you know, I think they'd be pretty hard to uh, – you'd have to work really hard to break them because they are pretty <laughs> flexible. And so they can do a lot of um, interesting things with uh, strands of hair and – props, etc., that are not going to chip off because they've got that sort of flexibility. Um, one of the other things that um, Zatanna is known for is her fishnets, her fishnet stockings, and um, those on Zatanna and Black Canary uh, action figures and statues are always a bit of a um, bane of my existence because they are hard to do well. Um, and often, uh, you know, they, they have seams at the back, um, but often, uh, particularly on action figures, they can really spoil the whole thing by being 
ugly, you know, gigantic seams. And um, these are actually quite, uh, quite well done. Um, they are, you know, quite thin. Um, you know, they're by design, they're meant to be visible. That's kind of the whole, you know, fishnet stocking thing. Um, but they're not meant to be hideous and ugly. And <laughs> these aren't, they're actually really nicely done. Um, they are, they are real fishnets. So it's really groovy. Um, Paint-wise, there's absolutely nothing wrong with this at all. It is a, a really, um, you know, fun, uh, really well-constructed piece, and um, I, I I can't really find any fault in it. You know, I love the the way that she's holding out her top hat. Um, the 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 pose works well at lots of angles. Um, great little expression on her face. Great fun. And so it has to be a ten dollars for me because you know I, I can't take anything away. <laughs> Excellent, poor Justin. He's probably not coping with the last couple of months worth of reviews. Sorry, Justin, but you know, like, I, it, it, there's got to be something wrong with it to lose. Mm, that's mm. I mean, that's how I work anyway. It's you know, deduct points, start with ten and deduct, and can't see any. Yeah. Um, it's it's just it's really it's uh, it's honestly one of my favorites. Like I yeah. Um, I'm really taken with it. She's great fun. Yeah, and I have to say, it's some of the I'm a very hit and miss with this line, and often I sort of look at them and I think that's a really awkward kind of pose. Uh, I think they could have done something better, but this one is just so playful in the way that they've done it. Yeah, uh, I think it works really well. Not only is it playful, but it remains faithful with the fact that she, you know, she looks like she's about to tap her hat with her wand, mm. you know, and uh, and perform some sort of a, a trick. I think you know everything is there. It's um, very very faithful to yeah. the character, and um, yeah, I yeah. think Kudos, they've done a great job. It'd have to be probably my, um, you know, one of my favourite Zatanna pieces for sure. You know, she doesn't get done. Mm. Yeah, you, know, you usually get her once in a in a line sort of thing. So there's a few yeah, out yeah. there, but this is this is really good fun. Fantastic! All right, well that wraps up the first of our toys of the week. And when we come back, we'll be talking about the new items that we've added to our collections this week. What a jump! Eagle's riding the amazing tricycle. That gyro power sends him over a hundred feet at top speed. Loopy loop, and he's not through yet. Into the dragster. Evil super sprint car with built-in drag chute to slow him down. What a hook. And now, the Sky Cycle. That daredevil death-defying supersonic sky plane on wheels. And here he is on the super cool chopper bike. With the power that can really rip. He's sensational. He's evil Knievel. He's a knockout. He's ideal. We're all here because we collect. So feeding the addiction is where we take the time to check in with each other and discuss any new acquisitions or pre-orders that we've made. Um, Adam, what have you picked up? Uh, I have pre-ordered my Figure Arts Dragon Ball Z improved colours or special colours, whatever it is, version of Trunks. So I have the original figure. Um, I figure I'll at least pre-order it because I've got the Vegeta pre-ordered. Um, and I'll get the Vegeta one will arrive, and then I'll work out whether or not the colours are so vastly improved that I consider getting the new trunks as well. I'm not sure I understood anything you just said. So what do you mean by improved <laughs> colours? So they they've redone the colours slightly, and they claim that it is improved colours or special special colours or whatever it is. I don't know. but So 
I'm getting one of them to see whether or not I feel it was worth getting the other one colors. Go with that. Yeah. Is this well, like you with, go. you know, like detergent where they say like new and improved? Yeah. Or- it, it'll get my whites whiter. And- <laughs> <laughs> it's quite nice. interesting, isn't it? I, I don't. I think it's sort of another company that re-releases figures and goes, hey, you know, we've kind of improved the one that he came with. And, yeah. hmm, but interesting. We'll, we'll see whether or not it's actually worth it, so that'll be a future weeks at some point. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I know what you got. Yes. Um, I got my Zatanna. Um, I also mm-hmm. got my shipping notice for my Hot Toys, Han Solo and Chewbacca. Um, Great. Yay. So that's very exciting. Um Nothing else really in the pipeline at the moment, though. Cool. Well, I had a pretty awesome week. Uh, I got a box from the wonderful Mike S, which contained my Marvel Legends, uh, Spider-Man Infinite, whatever they're calling them, the Rhino Build-A-Figure Wave, and the Avengers Hulkbuster Wave. And that was a lot of fun. I really do enjoy sort of ripping them all yeah. open and having some fun. And I got Mike to include a second chameleon figure so um, I can make use of those extra heads that came with him. Um, and I also got my shipping notice uh, from Sideshow in regards to my Chewy and Hans Solo. So that'll be very exciting because they tend to get here very quickly. Yeah, very good. Hmm. So very good. Excellent. All right. Well, let's move on and uh, talk about another Play of the Week. New from the Disney movie Hercules. Hercules, strongest man of Your Hercules. Prove yourself and save the world from Hades. With sword, with axe, with tribal, defeat the evil Nessus. And with Pegasus, crush the monster Cyclops. Oh! Extraordinary, legendary Hercules. Hercules figures, each sold separately. Powerflex Hercules coming soon. Well, now it's time for our second toy of the week, and Adam has something a little bit different. Take it away. Thank you, Ben. I once again dip into SH Figure Arts Dragon Ball Z line. This time I'll be talking about Android 16. Uh, it's produced by Bandai, distributed by Bluefin, slash Tamashi Nations, um, and uh, it's part of the SH Figure Arts line. So, from memory, this was released this year. Um, I got mine this year in any case. Um, so, it is, again, an action figure. It went for $62 at retail, and that's $62 US. Um, in terms of the figure itself um, and the packaging, well, the packaging is your standard figure arts packaging with the window box and the lovely tray. Um, this one only has the one layer of trays, which is uh, somewhat interesting. I think the the reason that this one costs more than some other ones and has less parts, as we'll find out, um, and therefore less trays, is the size of it. Um, he's a bit of a big boy, uh, <laughs> and he's pretty pretty solid. He's not um, as big as Broly, which I reviewed previously, who's just absolutely ginormous. Um but he does tower over most of the other Dragon Ball Z characters. So to put it in context for those that aren't um, up on all things Dragon Ball Z, Android 16 is a completely artificial android, so there is no cyborg part of him whatsoever. He's a 100% robot, um, and he is created like the other androids to destroy Goku um, because that's what you do with your life when you've been part of an organisation that a small child destroys. 
you build mm-hmm. or dedicate your life to building androids. Um, as you'd expect, his color palette is pretty minimal. There's the um, matte black undersuit or bodysuit deal going on and the green armor um, over the top of that, which, you know, it's pretty hard to stuff that up in paints and they haven't. Um, it kind of, it's one of those you, you weren't really sure if it was going to work in terms of bright fluoro green um, plastic and then just matte black underneath, but it seems to have worked out all right. In terms of what you get in the box, so you get um, Android 16, you get three swap-out heads. Uh, one of them is a smiling face. One of them's, or the one that comes on him by default is um, kind of scowly face. There's shouty face and there's shouty also a swap-out. Yeah. <laughs> there's also a swap-out head, which is the um, oops, the side of my head's been broken open head. Damn it. Um, yeah. Is that a spoiler? That me. Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh. Very old spoiler. Choice spoilers. Yeah. Um, so other than that, you know, you get a, a swap out set of hands, and I believe that was that. That's the whole deal. So not a lot. Um, some people have pointed out, oh, you know, it would be nice if you had, like, the, the little bird that perches on your shoulder at one point during the series. And um, I've kind of sat there and gone, yeah, that would be nice. Um, it would have been nice if they had a way to, to change the logo that's printed on his chest as happens during the show. Um, but that may have required things like magnets or some kind of even more expensive swap out piece to be deployed. Um, and considering what go, though considering what happens with his armor, the, um, the big shoulder pads are actually articulated Um so you probably could have done something to try and take off the the therefore bit above that um, that's essentially got his pectorals and make that swap out. But again, they clearly want to save on cost. In terms of articulation, which is always a, a fun talking point with these figures, um, I haven't done a full count, but the top, he's got a, a ball-jointed head um, on a peg. The neck itself swivels. The shoulder pads are articulated, his um, shoulders are articulated from the body and then articulated from his upper bicep. Bicep, uh, He has elbow articulation, so a two-point articulation there. Um, His forearm detaches from the elbow piece uh, so that he can pull off his um, either his um, firing hand or his hell's flash move when the hands are both removed. Um, And then the hand is articulated at the wrist, which is not surprising. He has an ab crunch, also not surprising. The um, armoured plating that hangs over his groin and um, upper legs, upper thighs, are articulated, which we saw with, I think, Vegeta, Saiyan Saga Vegeta, so not Super Saiyan Vegeta, had the same deal. And then he's got um, articulated hips, knees, um, ankles and toes, though the toes are the, we decided to use a metal pin instead of a plastic pin, um, which I assume is done for reliability, but it looks a bit crap if you pay too much time looking at his feet. <laughs> Rob Liefeld would have not this problem what, at, at, or at all. you just put a cloud in front of it, you'd never notice. Um, so realistically, there's, like I said, there's not a lot to this figure, right? It's pretty basic looking, it's pretty simple. Um, it's really easy to pose it, it um, balances really well. 
if you want to do Hell's Flash as it's done in the series where he pulls both hands off um, and has them under his armpits while firing off um, blasts from what's left of his arms, um, that one was a bit tricky and you can't quite pull it off right because, you know, he doesn't actually have muscles to force things together. You just have to kind of push plastic on plastic and hope that it sticks, um, which isn't quite right. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's okay. It's it's not $62 worth. Um, if you if the $62 is paying for that volume of plastic, then, sure, you couldn't really cut much out. Um, and as I've said, I'm asking for more, so clearly I think that you should have spent a bit more or paid maybe 80 bucks and, and got a few more things. Um, the paints are solid, nothing hard to them. I haven't got any slop on mine. It looks fantastic. Um, so in terms of dolly rating, you know, it's probably a seven. Uh, and I think that's about all I have to say on that one. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. His, his armor um, has a Lex Luthor feel to it for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit like that. Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of this series, Adam, you know, you've certainly talked, um, about these for quite a, a while now, um, you know, since yep. you've been doing the podcast and, um, variations. So in terms of, you know, the Dragon Ball lore, um, you know, are there characters that are still waiting to be made or are you now looking at just getting variations of existing figures? There are plenty, um, waiting to be done. Um, so I mean, they've only done, for example, Freezer has, four forms until you count the latest movie. So far, um, they've done his final form and then his golden form from the latest movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's three figures there if they want to do it. They've got... Um, I'm just trying to think what else they haven't done. They haven't done anything from Boo Saga. Oh, sorry, they have. They've released Ultimate Gohan and they've released, I think, Vegeta. I just haven't got mine shipped yet. Um, they have produced figures for um, Nappa. They haven't even done Tien from memory. They haven't done Yamcha. They haven't done Chiao Tzu. They've got a whole range of characters they can add, um, okay. and that would that, just be cool. from, from Z. So Yeah. It's just good to know that, you know, for collecting a line like that and enjoying it, that there's you know still plenty of good stuff to come um, so long as they just you know, keep producing. Yeah, and it's really just a case of, um, from my point of view, you kind of stop producing duplicates all the time. So, I mean, all mm-hmm. the, the exclusives from um, the cons this year have all been variations on base Goku. And it's kind of a, yeah, yep. thanks, but, you know, do I really need five versions of him? Hmm. Huh. Fair enough. Hmm. Very good. All right. Well, thank you, Adam. And that wraps up our second Toy of the Week. And when we come back, we'll be awarding another red card to someone or something in the toy universe. What is this, Bizarro World? Carded is a chance to poke fun at the WTF moments in our hobby, be they unusual announcements, a complete fail of an action figure, or something so much worse. And uh, if you are a serial listener to the AFB podcast, you'll know we haven't handed out a red card in uh, quite a few episodes, Um, and that's because we try not to red card something for the sake of red carding it. Um, We usually wait to award it to someone who really is deserving uh, of doing something pretty uh, crappy in, in the toy industry, and 
Um, look, I'm going to talk about something this week, and it's something that caught my eye. And I guess like many collectors out there, we look forward to the big shows like the New York Toy Fair and, of course, San Diego Comic Con to see release, releases of upcoming product and whatnot. And uh, I'm a big Marvel fan, so obviously a big fan of Marvel Legends, and I've been very excited uh, to see what we've been getting this year. And one of the things I was keen um, to see was the announcement that we were going to finally get a Pepper Potts action figure, but uh, in her rescue armour. And if you have been reading uh, The Invincible Iron Man, um, you'll know that Pepper gets her own suit of armour, um, and it's a defensive suit rather than offensive suit, uh, and she goes by the name Rescue, and uh, it was a really good storyline. It was very well done, um, you know, Pepper did a fantastic job, blah, 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 blah. Um, and <laughs> this week, yes, that was just the, uh, that was the Cliff Notes version, the blah, blah, blah version. Um, yeah, anyway, look, we'll get straight to the point. Uh, I think this week we're going to award the red card to Marvel um, more so than Hasbro when it was announced that uh, the Marvel digital comic subscription that you can uh, pick up um, and you get an exclusive action figure each year. I think in the past we've seen the um, three and three quarter Nick Fury. Um, we had the gold Ultron, I think, last year. Uh, and we found out this week that the exclusive figure is the rescue figure, Marvel Legends rescue figure. Um, and that's pretty crappy. Mm. Mm. I think that's very poor. Uh, in the past, when it's been something like the gold Ultron, I've kind of gone, eh, yeah, it'd be nice to put on the shelf with the rest of my Ultrons, but uh, I'm not going to cry over it, so that's fine. But um, to take a character that was actually shown to us as a, a figure from a potential future wave of Marvel Legends um, and then to take that figure out and, and put it as an exclusive to a, a subscription, I think is is pretty crappy. Now, certainly we don't know sure that she is not coming in a, a future wave, but certainly that hasn't been the case with something like the Gold Ultron um, so yeah, I don't know. I think that's just a, a pretty poor decision, really. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's uh, I mean, there's so few um, characters that are, you know, uh, first time action figures that Marvel mm -hmm. Legends is doing that it seems a shame to make this one of them. But it's probably yep. you know the fact that it's an Iron Man centric character and that that still seems to be gold. But yeah, mm -hmm. very very disappointing. Mm. It is, and I mean, especially since this is a genuine universe builder, which is what my collecting yeah. style is all about. This is someone I can immediately put on my shelf and just add to the Marvel Universe. Um, I think what's also disappointing is as a fan of Marvel Legends, I'm supporting Hasbro by dutifully, you know, picking up each subsequent wave of figures. And, you know, uh, I do pick up, you know, that, that crappy extra Spider-Man or Iron Man that I really don't need. Um, and, you know, hmm. look, I'm, I'm supporting the lines because I want more figures. And so then to take one away from me like this um, is pretty crappy. But uh, I think, as we also know, um, the Marvel overlords uh, do get the final say. And so I think, you know, we can smell um, some of their presence in, in this decision. So, yeah. but anyway, uh, all up, very disappointing. And I'm sure I won't be paying the $400 on eBay that uh, this figure goes for when people decide to part with them. Um, mm -hmm. Yes. So, yes. So, Marvel, uh, you're getting our red card of the week. Boo. <laughs> All right. Coming up after that well-deserved fail is our discussion topic of the week. 
Hey kids, I'm here to tell you about two extremely famous plumbers, Mario Mario and Luigi Mario, from the Super Mario Bros. movie. You want to know what makes them super? Because they triumph over the evil Koopa and his brainless sidekicks, Iggy and Spike, using only their plumbing tools, and they battle the Goombas. Koopa's hideous dino human army. Those Goombas are scary. The Super Mario Bros. action figures from Earl. But don't worry, they're not real. Well, now we come to our discussion topic of the week. And if you're a six-inch scale superhero action figure collector, um, you're probably going to be sitting in one of two different camps. I'm sure if you're a DC collector, you're probably currently in the fetal position just hoping for some kind of news. (laughs) But uh, if you are on the other side of the fence and you're a Marvel collector, then 2015 has been a bumper year for you. Um, We have seen... Quite a few Marvel Legends waves hit retail stores. We've had a number of three-figure box sets, a couple of five-figure box sets, a couple of exclusives to places like Walgreens. Um, It's actually a a pretty cool time to be a Marvel collector. Um, You know, admittedly, uh, they're not all perfect, but the... I think the volume of figures means that there's something there to please just about everybody. And uh, tonight we are going to be talking about one of those exclusive five-figure box sets, and it is the Guardians of the Galaxy box set, which was, uh, I believe, an Entertainment Earth exclusive, but I don't know that it's been particularly exclusive to Entertainment Earth, (laughs) because people seem to be picking them up from here, there, and everywhere. Um, And Scott, you have picked one of these up as well. Hurrah! Yes. (laughs) Actually, I got mine from Entertainment Earth. Ah, crazy. I know. Well... You know, you know what? You know, the funny thing about that is that for years on the AFB blog, I've run Entertainment Earth ads. Yeah. And, uh, and I must have set up an affiliate account with them somewhere back in the day. And so I ordered this right at the start when we were worried that it really would be an Entertainment Earth Mm. exclusive. And I just kind of went through, but I, I never buy things from Entertainment Earth because they're, international shipping is not cheap. Yeah. Um, And so I just thought, well, I'll just go through the checkout and see what it's going to be. And when I got there, it was, you know, it said, you have uh, $12 in (laughs) affiliate money to apply to this. Would you let you, and I was like, oh, well, what the hell? Holy holy crap. $12. That's like 430 Australian. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, it was 12 US. So, (laughs) um, yeah. So, um, and then, of course, I, I stuffed it all up by um, using the ShopMate. Um, oh, yes, uh, yes. So, well, I, I don't know. I got free shipping in the U.S., and so I used the Australia Post ShopMate service where you get a U.S. address. Yep. But I'm pretty sure that then what they charged me to send it to Australia was more than what Entertainment Earth would have. So yeah. lesson learnt. You know, lesson learned. Mm. Anyway. Well, you know, one benefit that came out of that is you did get the packaging. Um, I, I actually, <laughs> I got John, uh, our good friend, engineer nerd, um, to pick one of these up for me and have it sent to his house where he uh, dutifully stripped all the figures out of the packaging and sent them to me loose in order to um, cut down on shipping costs, um, which also happened to benefit uh, Eddie and Scott because there was stuff in the package for them. Um, and um, toys, uh, not drugs, just to that's clarify. right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Um, so I have no packaging to talk about, but it certainly does look pretty flash. 
Yeah, so th- the first thing that I was surprised by was um, the inclusion of a very Mattel-esque white mailer box um, <laughs> that uh, made me kind of stop for a moment and go, hold on, who is this from? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, kind of interesting, um, you know, I- I'm not quite sure why they threw that in for this. It, it does have the uh, Entertainment Earth exclusive sticker on it. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, but then this is um, not your uh, – nothing can match at the moment the Book of the Vishanti mm. um, packaging, but this is kind of same idea, actually, of the window box with uh, Velcro um, and then the plastic tra- tray inside, and it, you know, quite nice. Um, and I probably will kind of keep – keep it and keep these, you know, in there because it's, um, it's not very big. Like it's pretty, okay. uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty, um, thin. So it's not going to take up a lot of space. It's not like the Thanos imperative box, whatever mm-hmm. that, you know, was enormous and mm-hmm. needed to, needed to go. Um, it's got some really nice, uh, art on the cover. And then on the back, it's got, uh, photos of the figures, um, so yeah, very nice. And then when you open it up inside, you've got your um, five figures plus accessories in the little plastic tray. And boy, does that stand out straight away! You just look at that and you go, "Holy crap! Look at the accessories." There's yeah, a lot. <laughs> Everybody comes with um, loot, basically. Yeah, well, yeah, and that I think is you know, something that's. I'd love to know the origins of this because I, you know, I. I wonder mm, whether or not mm. this was kind of like a possible, you know, San Diego set or whatever, but um, it certainly is kitted out. Um, if you go back to just last year with the Thanos um, set, uh, there were, besides Star-Lord, there were really no accessories for those figures. It was just the That's right. The Man, my, my Blaster didn't even come with a belt. No. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, the Doctor Strange set this year had a lot of accessories, um, and then this one did as well, and they're all mm. kind of nicely visible. No twist ties, yay. Um, <laughs> all, everyone's pretty... Uh, I've taken them out, photographed them, put them all back in. The only um, one that's a little bit tricky is Gamora because she's got um, a plastic cape plus a um, chastity preserving mm-hmm. um, yeah, cloak of some scarf kind. or whatever you know, <laughs> thing. Um, and uh, the the plastic cape thing was pretty hard to put back in the box, yeah. but it, I would call it definitely collector friendly overall. All right, well, we'll just uh, do a quick run-through of who's in the box. And uh, I think one of the reasons this attracted a lot of people is um, every figure in this set is um, very comic accurate, a few exceptions that uh, we'll talk about as we go. But, um, you know, this is the the answer to the the movie wave that uh, I certainly passed on most of the figures, uh, including the Gamora because um, I just don't do the movie figures. So uh, we actually get a, a comic-accurate Groot from the uh, the Abnett and Lanning run, um, which, of course, started the whole Guardians of the Galaxy uh, phenomenon. Um, yeah. Yes, we get a Drax the Destroyer, uh, we get a Star-Lord, a Gamora, and a Rocket Raccoon. So obviously, you know, the five mainstays from the movie... Um, Look, I'm sort of happy with that character selection. Uh, I was reading Guardians of the Galaxy when it um, when it first started 
the Abnett and Lanning run. And um, I guess I'm a little bit disappointed that there's no new characters. Uh, I would have loved to have seen um, Bug or Mantis or, you know, even a, a Cosmo packing or something um, just to sort of throw us a bone. But um, still, all the figures are pretty cool. Yeah. I think, and uh, we're going to talk about them. And I guess, Adam, as our uh, third man on the ground, um, who should we talk about first? <laughs> I reckon what you should talk about is I'd go with Gamora. <laughs> wow. All right. Wow. Normally I'd leave her till last because she is my favourite figure in the set. <laughs> <laughs> Mine too. She is uh, a stunner. Um, it was pretty amusing when this set was first announced because um, people were quite keen to hear there was a comic-accurate Gamora. Um, first thing people commented was, um, you know, which outfit is it? Looks like it's the um, really slinky bathing suit one that doesn't leave much to the imagination. I think it's the Jim Starlin one. Um, and I thought, hmm, that's interesting. And sure enough, there she was pictured in the box with this um, weird-looking cloak wrapped around her. And it's... um. <laughs> It's interesting because, you know, I mean, if she had had flesh-coloured skin, you could kind of go, oh, God, you know, that's a bit, you know, foie. But um, <laughs> with the green, the green skin and the green costume, it's kind of hard to tell. But um, Captain Kirk would have done it anyway. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> I could understand if it, I mean, I, I, I don't know if it, it might have just been a practical thing um, mm. because, you know, this is not at retail, so it's not like you've yep. got to – you know, um, save the save the children by not showing mm, the mm. green girl in the bikini. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, she's a she's a, a great figure, and she's my favourite figure of this set. Um, and one of the main reasons for that is because I think she's perfect. Uh, I think she's a, a very well executed figure. Um, she comes on that larger buck that we're seeing used on a lot of figures. I think it's the Moonstone buck, um, and that works quite well for her. Um, the first thing I did was to check out the the paint apps on this figure because I heard some horror stories about the the paint apps on her costume with the gold. Uh, edging yeah. and also the um, the fishnetty sort of part that goes between her uh, um, <clears throat> yeah um, yeah down to her waist um, <laughs> being pretty dodgily applied dodgily is that a word dodgily mm-hmm. anyway it is now it is now, um, yeah. It is now. Um, yeah so look I heard some horror stories about um, people getting bleeds and smudges and bits flaking off and that sort of thing and I'm happy to say that mine is flawless so I don't have um, any issues with with my paint apps nor mine mm. oh good um all right yeah there's some visible the the, the one thing and I, this isn't paint this is actually i think the casting but there are really visible seams on her thighs. the front of her thighs mm. um and so that then does create a little bit of a it, you know paint issue yep. because that it can't paint over them um but mm. i think that's more in the in the casting than the paint yeah yeah yes all right well i mean one of the reasons i, I really like this figure is the um, you know they've kept it very simple the dark green parts of her costume such as her boots and her gloves um have been done in a dark green that has a, a metallic uh, hint to it um which contrasts nicely with the skin tone um the belt is actually a separate piece um, just hanging loosely around her waist. Um, where I think this figure really shines is she actually has uh, a swap-out head. 
So we get the regular head, which I'm pretty sure is the Moonstone head. So this is just the Moonstone head reused. Um, it's disguised quite well because of the, the different colours in the skin tones, etc. Um, but she does come with that thing that Scott mentioned, which I, I, I don't know what it is and why it was used, <laughs> but it's... It's kind of like this, it's this piece of cloth. It's like a poncho that Clint Eastwood would wear in a Western. Um, <laughs> and, yes, I don't know whether the, the sole purpose of this thing was to to create some modesty for her, but, look, I took mine off straight away and, you know, if I end up losing it, I won't be heartbroken. Um, Certainly between the um, green poncho, uh, the cape and the two heads, you've got a lot of display options. Mm. Um, and the, the thing that I thought was weird about the cape was that it has a like a slit to go over the neck, obviously with the head removed, but then also it's around one arm, yeah. Uh, but not the other. So just trying to kind of adjust it. I man- I managed to actually take some nice kind of photos of mine where you c- you've got the little cape thing happening, but you can still actually see her outfit by removing uh, it out of the arm and having it just on the neck and then a bit behind. Mm. You know, so, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, I, I really don't understand why they included that. Yeah. No, neither do I. Look, I ditched the uh, the cloth poncho, and she she comes with the um the plastic cape. Um, you know these capes they they look good. The drapery looks fantastic, but the one thing I don't like is they attach by just sort of clipping to the back of the neck, and they sit very loosely. I, I think one thing I do like about this particular cape is it actually hangs quite closely to her body, so you don't have um you know issues with displaying them and and taking up valuable space because there's this big wafting cloak um so that sort of sits on you know reasonably well um the good thing about the two heads that we mentioned there's the regular head uh which is the moonstone reuse and then there's actually a head that has a cloak so when you put this head on with the cape um it looks like she's sort of got the whole cloak slash cape cow thing going and um, i think that looks great uh this is my preferred head and uh, it's the one I'm displaying her with. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like them both. I, I kind of probably prefer the non-cloaked one just because mm. you can see kind of more of it. But um, my, my one, I guess, complaint about the plastic cape is that uh, I found my Gamora quite hard to um, uh, pose. Okay. That just like uh, balancing-wise, um, it took a lot of – I felt like she was pretty twisted up when she came out of the mm, package. Mm. And so it just kind of it took some time to really get things where I could even just get her to stand up nicely. Yeah. Um, and then once we introduced the heavy plastic cape, that was another you know, thing again. I definitely mm. like it better with the cape, but um, she was, you know, a bit, a bit of a tricky one to uh, just kind of get stable. Yeah. 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 All right, well, in addition to the two heads, the cape and the weird poncho thing, um, we also get a sword. And, um, yeah, look, this sword has been repurposed from the Black Knight figure um, that we got all those years ago. Um, you know, it looks sort of suitably cosmic-y, but at the same time it's really, really big in her hands. Yeah. Um, I thought it was big when the Black Knight was using it. Uh, it was a bit over the top. Um, so it's a shame that the... You know, they couldn't find a more appropriate sort of um, 
you know, <laughs> spacey sword because it, uh, it's quite gigantic in her hand. Um, at least she actually does come with a hand that can hold the sword, which yeah. is nice. <laughs> so she's got an open hand uh, in the right hand and the left hand is a fist. Um, so, look, I, I'm really impressed. This was the figure that um, put me over the line to get this set. Uh, yeah. And um, given that she was cloaked and all I could really see was a, a cloaked figure of her and a second head, I took a bit of a chance and I'm, I'm really pleased I did. So she's a, a huge win. Yeah, I, I'm the same as you. I was very nervous about this one because I'd seen photos of some very bad uh, paint mm. underneath. And uh, but mine, you know, I was really happy that with the way that it all turned out. And it's yep. just it's a lovely piece. And and being you know a universe builder, um, and a lot of the a lot of these characters, like Gamora in particular, is one that I definitely would have first learned from the official handbook of the Marvel universe. You know? Yeah, sort of yep. thing. Like it's just great, kind of ticking off those little. Um, uh, mental lists and going, wow, I can't believe I've got to figure that character. It's just <laughs> awesome. Indeed, indeed. All right, well, moving on. Uh, Adam, who's next? Ooh, well, I reckon we'll go for the next most stunning edition, uh, which will be the baby group. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who, who I believe is a uh, an accessory for Star-Lord. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about Groot Jr. and uh, Star-Lord, shall we? Yeah. And... Um, yeah, I don't know about you, Scott, but this is probably the uh, the least exciting figure of the bunch. Star-Lord. Um, yeah, the most underwhelming. Now, um, is this a direct re- reuse of the one from the yes. Thanos set? Yep, it's yeah, so. absolutely identical. Yeah. Um, all they really change that I can see is, I mean, there's, there's slight changes in the hues of the, the blue plastic, but the most obvious thing is the brown... Um, pouches around his waist the brown belt i guess and the brown sort of shin guards um the greaves um are black on the san diego figure so they've gone from black to brown um i actually do like the brown i think the brown looks good with his costume but looking at some reference photos of the abnet and lanning run and um he always seems to be pictured with the black so this is actually the the lesser of the comic accurate of the pair (laughs) Um, and his guns are a weird colour. Um, they're this kind of weird blue colour. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, I, I like this figure um, in terms of, you know, the sculpture, et cetera, and, uh, yeah, good fun. But, you know, and if, if this was the first um, comic-accurate-ish Star-Lord that we'd had, it'd be mm. pretty psyched, but it is a repeat. So, yeah. you know, yeah. it's kind of the least exciting one in the bunch. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And, I mean, look, I think the, the real bonus for this figure is that it gives people who missed out on the San Diego Comic-Con set uh, a chance to get a comic-accurate Star-Lord, so yep. I guess there's something there. Um, look, he comes with his two guns that the San Diego Comic-Con figure came with. Um, they are a, a different colour, a very different colour. These are a weird kind of um, pearlescent blue, um, but he does come with two other accessories. One is a baby Groot in a pot and i believe this is the one that came with the the three and three quarter um rocket figure okay uh if i'm not mistaken um so it's tiny indeed it's, it's a very tiny, small little accessory yeah. Yeah. um and he also comes with a cosmic cube uh which is repurposed from the uh um, um, captain america legends red skull figure um so so yes i, I did mean, not know that Yes, and I have two cosmic cubes. 
Um, so, look, yeah, not bad. Um, it's a shame that, you know, we had to get him. I would have loved to have seen someone else in there, like, a, you know, a Quasar or a File of, or what is she called, File of L or Martyr or whatever her name became in the end. Um, but anyway, look, he's there. He's he's cool. It's a good sculpt. I'm glad they're getting some reuse out of it. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Adam, who else? Let's go for Drax. Drax, the Destroyer. All right. Thoughts, Mr. Squatty? Uh, I think this is an improvement over the Arnim Zola wave figure for me. Um, you know, that, that one I thought was a bit too big. Um, this, I, I, I don't know, it is a different head sculpt, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like the head sculpt um, much better than the, than the first. Mm. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, this is a... Um this is an interesting one. Um, I, I've been reading sort of the cosmic characters for a long time. So, you know, I was following Drax when he was with, you know, Warlock and the Infinity Watch all that time ago when he was drawn as the, the big dumb brute, um, which was sort of severely, um, you, you know, was really exaggerated by artists like um, Angel Medina um, et cetera. And uh, I wasn't a fan of the character, uh, particularly much. Um, so when Abnett and Lanning kind of did a, uh, a rebirth of Drax and he was just this kind of, um, you know, muscly dude in a pair of blue jeans, uh, I thought it was a really interesting take on the character. And if you read the, the mini series that came out, um, it was actually really, really good. And so, um, Drax wasn't even aware of how he'd been transformed. He was just this kind of, uh, you know, muscly dude in a pair of jeans and some combat boots with some knives and a bad attitude. And uh, he certainly wasn't portrayed as being particularly big. Um, but I thought the, the original figure that came out while it was, um, while it was true to the, the comic and it was very comic accurate, you know, he actually did look like he was in a pair of blue jeans, etc. I think the buck they used at the time was a very dated one. Um, I'm actually holding it in my hand here compared to the new one. And, you know, it's got those really huge kind of, um, you know, ball shoulders that just mm. look really awkward, um, but also a really small torso. He's got, you know, he's very high waisted with this really small torso. So I think if the aesthetics had been a bit better with this buck, it would have worked a lot better. So this new Drax is, uh, I, I guess, a bit of an improvement. Um, as I said, he's not as uh, he's actually only slightly taller than the original. But um, where this guy stands out for me um, is some interesting reuse of uh, existing parts. So this isn't a standard buck. Um, the head on the new figure is the radioactive man head. Uh, the torso is the Hyperion torso and the lower legs. So from the waist down is actually a reuse of the movie Drax um, figure that came in the Guardians of the Galaxy wave. So um, nice little sort of Frankenstein, Frankenstein's monster job there to uh, assemble this figure. And uh, I certainly think the, the Hyperion um, torso works quite well. Um, he's obviously a lot thicker than the Arnim Zola figure. And uh, I think this is probably a pretty good representation of what Drax looks like in the comics at the moment. So he's kind of lost the whole jeans and boots thing that he had in the Abnett and Lanning run. Um, and he's a little bit more sort of um, sci-fi high techie. So, um, so look, I guess it would be comic accurate, um, pretty close to comic accurate. I think what really stood out for me for this figure is when I first took him out, I went, oh, man, like those gauntlets that he's wearing are really kind of crappy. Um, he's got these big silver, you know, waist, uh, sorry, wristband things, and he's got silver hands that, that look like... Um, 
you know, some sort of a glove. And so it looks like one big giant metal gauntlet on each hand. And I thought, oh, what a shame. If only he had bare hands. Oh, hang on. What are all these extra pieces? Um, and uh, for me, this is where Drax um, stands out because um, you can actually take his hands off and then you can slip off those um, upper, sorry, the, the I guess, forearm covers. Uh, and he comes with a spare set of hands. Uh, and they're regular green hands. And you just pop those on, and sure enough, it's Drax without gloves. Yep. Cool. Which is very cool. So didn't he lose his hands or arms or something? And, like, th- th- those look like not just gloves, but like metal, like robotic hands. Yeah, yeah. The the left one is a bit of an odd one because it's very claw-like. Mm. Um, yeah. But, um, no, look, I, I prefer the, the bear version. I think that actually looks quite good yeah. um, in, in terms. So I've got him displayed. Um, so, look, yeah, I think I'll probably have this as my display Drax as opposed to the Arnhem Zola one. Um, in addition to the swap-out hands and uh, those, the, yeah, I guess the gauntlet things, um, he does actually come with weapons. And, um, yeah, funny enough, um, he comes with knives, but they're not the knives from the Arnhem Zola wave. Uh, he comes with two sets of knives. Uh, one set of knives is from the movie figure, the Dave Bautista figure, and the other set of knives are a big chunky set that I am pretty sure came with the Warpath yeah. figure yes. way back. Yeah. So, yes. yeah. Um, so yeah, good old Drax is is not short of an accessory or two. So um, yeah, nice job with that. He's also um, not short of a couple of random holes in his back. <laughs> Uh, yes, for a, uh, a Hyperion cape that yeah. is non-existent. Yeah. I was, yeah. For a moment, I was like, oh, does he, do the knives go there? Or and I'm like, oh, wait. <laughs> I, should, I, try, I spent a, just a moment trying to find some logic to it before I realized that there wasn't for him. Yeah. Well, one nice... Um, one nice aesthetically pleasing point is uh, the new buck means that the, the shoulder joint um, for this figure... Uh, is a lot smoother, and so the the red tattoos that are um, mm. swirling around on the shoulder um, are more attractive to look at than the Arnhem Zola one, which is broken up by the um, the disc um, articulation. So um, yeah, so that's actually not bad. So mm. yeah, well done. I'm, I'm quite pleased with that figure. And uh, I think Adam, that leaves you two choices. I'll go for Rocket. Rocket, because <laughs> it looks like it's hyper articulated. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I love this. I like, you know, yes, it's a uh, not super articulated, etc. But the, it just, you know, the 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 raccoon with the big ass guns, mm. you know, it's just so fun. We actually got a rocket raccoon figure in Marvel Legends. Yeah, I mean, really, like, yeah. how cool is that? Um, very, very I'm just sort of blown away. Yeah. All right, um, well, this is the uh, Rocket Raccoon Builder figure, just been reissued. Um, the most obvious thing uh, here is the head. Uh, the Builder figure actually has an articulated jaw, so you can have him obviously mouth open, mouth closed. That's actually been lost in this figure. Um, he's, I think they've just... Um, it, it is a slightly different head. Like you, you would think that they've just reissued the same head, but without the articulated jaw, perhaps for a, a you know a, a monetary reason. Um, but the ears are different. The ears are set further apart, um, and they're slightly bigger than the original. Um, the face is actually a bit wider because of the way the fur sticks out. Um, and I, I can't remember the fellow's name who did the art, but um, the first 
10, I think, issues of the Abnett and Lanning Guardians of the Galaxy had painted covers by, as I said, a, a fellow whose name escapes me. Um, and, and this version of Rocket is, um, I guess, more in line with the way he was portrayed on those covers. He had significantly more white um, in his fur than, mm. than he does. So um, this reminds me immediately of the you know, the, those comic covers, I guess. So, um, yep, he's got the bright red eyes. Um, I actually prefer this head. I think it's uh, a little bit more aesthetically pleasing. The eyes stand out more than the original Builder figure. Um, the white's probably a little bit overdone compared to those comic covers. But um, one thing I only just noticed just now I'm holding them in uh, in my hands is that the blue of his costume is actually a different colour. Um, ah. Yeah, the Builder figure one is a slightly darker blue and it's also uh, a bit more glossy. Um, and as I mentioned with Star-Lord, um, he, he, Rocket has the same thing where he has the black pouches on the Builder figure and he has the brown pouches on um, this box set version. So, But other than a few other minor changes to some highlights, um, some red highlights on his costume, the figure is pretty much identical. Um, he actually has white on his tail. The Builder figure has no white on his tail at all. So, yeah, I, I quite like this new version. And best of all, he comes kitted out with guns galore. Oh, absolutely. They're <coughs> awesome. Big time guns yep. galore. Yep. Um, uh, he comes with the same gun from the Builder figure, that weird little sort of machine gun with the rocket thing on the top. Um, he comes with that big-ass um, gun that came with Agent Coulson mm-hmm. um, and a third gun that I can't identify. I'm trying to think where I've seen that one. <sighs> It's not the one that came with hope or anything like that. No, I'm no good with this no. stuff, so no, no idea. Yeah, no. But so the, the, I love you know the two big guns. Yeah, yeah, like uh, just awesome. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, it is in, in keeping with the figure. And, uh, again, you know, this is a real nod to Hasbro because, you know, the, the original Rocket is obviously a builder figure. Um, that means, you know, any builder figure is genuine, generally hard to come by and a little pricey. Um, so, you know, people would also be able to get their hands on this when they might not ordinarily be able to get the original figure. So that's very nice. And I guess that brings us to our last figure, and it's the big guy himself. <laughs> Treebeard. Yeah. And it's Treebeard, the Ent. Um, no, look, the original Groot figure, the Builder figure, um, I didn't own because uh, I was so in an uninterested in the movie versions of the figures. I think I picked up the Nova figure, and that was it. Um, so, I, you know, I've got an arm or two laying around here doing nothing. Um, and, you know, originally I was going to sort of track down the various parts or try and buy a complete builder figure. And, of course, you know, with the movie, that sent the price uh, right through the roof. Uh, and then, like many people, I found the knockoff on eBay that mm. came from Hong Kong. Um, I don't know. Scott, did you have a Groot figure before this one? Uh, the AFB podcast does not condone the purchase of knockoff figures. Right? No, no, uh, no. Um, uh, no, I, I, I group, group with three Ks. Yep, I've got. Uh, I think I've got two pieces in my <laughs> box of box of things I should sell. Um, <laughs> yeah, but no. Um, it, yeah, you know what's really it's really funny when I uh, my eldest has a, a and has a friend around um, today, and they watch him when I was um, photographing these. And uh, from my eldest who only knows Groot from the movie, this guy got the big thumbs down. She, she was like, oh, that's so ugly. What have they done to Groot? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does look quite vicious and evil, but then so uh, so he did in the comics. Yeah. Um, 
Well, look, this is the builder figure repurposed, uh, second builder figure. So, look, you know, same speech again that I just gave for Rocket. Um, it gives people like myself uh, a chance to get it. I did get the. Um, the the unofficial version, as I said, and uh, it, it is actually smaller than the builder figure, and mm. I've seen comparison photos on the net, but um, I wasn't actually prepared for just how um, how much bigger the genuine builder figure is because this guy is freaking huge. Um, there is some colouring differences. This Groot is actually a lot darker, yeah. and he doesn't have as many. Um, I guess highlights, there are really subtle sort of brown highlights and even the odd sort of green highlight here and there. Um, yeah, this one is, is much, much darker. And other than that, the, the big uh, and obvious thing is the head. Um, mm. This is the non-movie head. Um, look, when the designs first came out for the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, I was a bit disappointed to see um, what Groot was going to look like in the movie. Of course, the movie's fantastic, Groot was fantastic, um, but I was a bit disappointed. So getting the comic version with this head uh, is a huge win for me because um, it's spot on from the Abnett and Lanning run, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So much fun. So much fun. It is. So, And, and he, he is freaking huge because um, the you know this is... The, I guess, you know, he almost kind of looks like the um, sort of like an evil, you know, an evil ant kind of thing. And he's got the, I mean, it reminds me a lot of the uh, the Bowen bust. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. With yeah. all the, the sort of the, the tendrils and branches sort of growing out, you know, upwards from the back of his head. Uh, and that does actually give him a considerable height as well. Like standing on my shelf, he just towers over everybody. So... Um, I think they've done a, a great job in being able to try and represent that size and, and still make it cost effective. So very nice indeed. And uh, Groot comes with zero accessories, unless you count the mini Groot. Yeah, I thought that was a bit disappointing. Maybe they could have chucked in a pair of bigger hands or something. But yeah, yeah, I, I guess repurposing from yeah. existing pieces makes that a bit hard. But um, they're strong yeah. hands. So it's not like there's anything unique in this um, box set. But, look, overall, um, I love it. I think this box set is a great addition. I think they've been very clever in the way they've managed to use certain bucks, like, you know, building Drax out of uh, multiple characters or out of multiple pieces. I think being um, having to rely on existing uh, stuff, existing bucks, they've managed to nail Gamora perfectly. Um, yeah, I just give it a thumbs up. It's a it's a great set. Absolutely, and, and you know it is a as you said in the intro to this segment, such a bumper year for Marvel Legends. Like, mm. um, and obviously we have the the films, the success of the films to thank for that, um, because that obviously makes it a lot more palatable to retailers and um, and and. But I think hats off to Hasbro for using that opportunity to give us uh, comic-accurate stuff, yeah. um, you know, while they've got that kind of the, the, the name to draw on because of the success mm. of the films, that, you know, they could just be pumping out more film stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the stuff that they're doing for collectors at the moment I think is pretty awesome. Yeah, and, and to be able to recognise that, you know, the comic fans want comic-accurate figures as much as, you know, we enjoy the films that are based on the characters, you know, that that we that are dear to our hearts, um, giving us that comic-accurate Gamora uh, is, is just a huge plus. And I, I hope, 
there's you know enough success with this box set to inspire them to do more because I certainly would love to see the um, the original Guardians in there, you know, a Charlie 27 and a Martin X, et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. Fantastic. All right. Well, that wraps up our discussion topic and we'll come back in a moment with some feedback before we wrap things up. Open the jaw, Grizz. The powers of evil control Castle Grayskull. Oh, yeah, I've got what's real, Nymphal. I'll get us inside, He-Man. Ram-Man, He-Man, and Castle Grayskull, each sold separately. You have to put the castle together. Ram-Man, use your head. I just did. Not that way. We have a prisoner. Good. Who's the prisoner? You are, because we have the power. Oh, no. Ram-Man and He-Man from the Masters of the Universe collection, each sold separately. Castle Grayskull also sold separately from Mattel. Before we finish off, we have some feedback from our listeners to share with you. And if you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episodes, you can email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com and you may just hear it read out. And uh, Adam, what do you got? I have a wonderful little letter from our friend Billy Dunn. He says, hi guys, big fan of the show. And as an action figure collector, there's nothing I like more than looking at and making custom figures. As such, I have created a new page on Facebook for people to share their custom creations as well as my own. Any chance you can share it on the podcast so I can get a few more likes. My hope is that people will use it to share their own creations and to have another avenue to progress the hobby. So that link is https uh, colon slash slash www.facebook.com slash custom killer kit bash. And that's all one word. And there's no funny spelling of killer or anything. Uh, so get right on it i'm sure we can put a link when we put this up on the website yeah and uh everyone be able to come and have a look and he then follows up with thanks again for the endless hours entertainment your podcast makes sure my friday work days end great well thank you very much billy i'm sure we'll get get you some uh some more clicks and see what happens and and i should mention billy is from the uk Mm. excellent yeah nice nice very nice indeed all right. Well, Skype gods have been torturing us, and uh, oh. we, <laughs> we've managed to get through another episode. Hooray! 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 Yay. All right, guys. We're getting really close to episode 200. We need to work out what we do to mark that. Mm. I've uh, already written you an intro, so, you know. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I need to work on it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, Adam's got big plans for the intro, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> the, um, yeah, my, now my idea for 150 was that we, you know, had Adam cast in bronze or something um, to celebrate, <laughs> and nobody seemed to uh, get excited about that. I, I vote carbonite. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe for 200, someone will listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe someone will actually try and spay on you to me. I don't know how I'd feel about that. Ooh. Big bronze. Yeah. <laughs> and we've descended to the depths again. All right. Bye, everybody. All right. Goodbye. And if you're celebrating Bye. Father's Day to all those fathers out there, happy Father's Day. In Australia. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Father, Father's Day in America is already mm. done, so they're going, what? Yeah. yeah. We're weird. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Buy some coal or sugar cane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and downloaded direct at actionfigureblues.com by clicking on the podcast tab. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join in with all of the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, new releases, old lines, and engage in trades and sales in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, ShelfLife.net, and the Pop Culture Superstore, who help keep our site running. You can also find us on Twitter at AFBlues and on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. Before we start this episode, we'd like... Who's clicking? Oh, you guys and your Macs and your loud it wasn't mouse me. buttons. It must have been Adam. It was probably me because I just lost sound Clunk. and you guys completely started to type. I lost sound Clunk. and then I got sound. <laughs> anyway, funny. apologies. Go we, again. Well, we, did, we didn't lose you because we heard you making all the typing noises. Clearly. Yeah. That's got it. That's got to be a record, like one word into the show. (laughs) (laughs) One word. Uh, I don't know. I'm Ben, and with me tonight are... Scott. And Adam. This episode is brought to you by Mike's Comics and Stuff and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our Toys of the Week are the Kotobukiya DC Bishoju Zatanna statue, the Bandai SH Figure Arts Dragon Ball Z Android 16, and our discussion topic is the Hasbro Marvel Legends Guardians of the Galaxy box set. Fucking hell. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Adam, I have to tell you that that your and made me go wow silently. It was that good? <laughs> so this is the piss take episode, is it? No, I'm not, I'm not joking. <laughs> I'm not joking. It was very enthusiastic. I, I didn't want to wreck things by doing a John. Wow, wow. <laughs> In five, four. Three. Well, now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. Each episode, oh, fucking hell. Oh. Talk about some awesome That's what situation's for, dickhead. All right. <laughs> I heard, yeah. so now it's time for blank space, something, something, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> that is almost to the letter what I said. Yeah. Yeah. All right. there, there was there was other expletives <laughs> in there as well. All right. Well, moving on, we'll talk about more NECA figures, or at least one, um, from another very recent movie called Gremlins Two. Um, there is a deluxe back Gremlin. So we did gentleman this last shows week. up. We did. Excellent. We did. Then we'll pretend this didn't happen. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm pretty sure we talked about the Batgram last week. Okay, I know we talked about. I, I was obviously zoning out. 
I'll check. Just talk amongst yourselves for a moment. Okay. Yeah, we did. Okay, cool. Oh, I know why I don't remember it. It's because John did it, so I was I wouldn't have been paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) I just I said that specifically for the bloopers, so I can put it in just to give him the shits. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, John. (laughs) Hang on, hang on. I got this one on behalf of John. I got this one. You ready? (sighs) 